Welcome to another episode of Brown Girl with a Bold Voice. Today's message is a little different from the happy and joking messages that you usually get from me. Today, I'm filled with a lot of emotion, pain, sorrow, being tired, tired of disrespect. Yet I also feel empowered and I'm filled with triumph. And this is why I have to deliver this message to you today. I can't breathe. The last words uttered out of the mouth of Minneapolis black man, George Floyd, as he was killed due to the pressure of a cop's knee in his neck. According to CNN, cops had been called to find a man who had used a counterfeit bill at a neighborhood grocery store. As they approached the scene, they spotted George Floyd and he fit the description of what they were told. So he was told to step outside of his car. Yet little did he know that this would be the last moment of freedom that he would actually have. Or what about Breonna Taylor, an EMT in Louisville, Kentucky, who was shot eight times after police forced their way into her apartment with a search warrant and a narcotics investigation. According to police, her boyfriend had fired the shots first. And of course, the police fired back. But reports also say that the cops had already found their suspect. So why did they feel the need to kill? We may never know, but we can guess that it has something to do with the color of her skin. Interesting enough, her mother has filed a wrongful lawsuit, a wrongful death lawsuit against the police department. And there was actually no drugs found at the scene. Or what about Ahmaud Arbery, who in Brunswick, Georgia in February was just on a run in his neighborhood like he usually does. And a white man and his son felt the need to hop out of their truck, attack and kill him because he fit the description of a burglar who had been breaking into the houses in the neighborhood. You wanna know what all of these cases have in common that I found interesting? All of these black people were killed on suspicion, suspicion of what these people thought and how they thought they fit the description of what they heard. Now, to be, to be fair, to be clear as I always am, suspicion by definition is a feeling or thought that something is possibly likely to be true. Now, in that definition, there was no definite answer. So if you're killing people based off suspicion and no evidence or hardcore facts, how is there any justice to your killing? We're taught in grade school that anytime we have an argument, we must have a thesis and definitive details and evidence to back up what we are trying to argue. Yet, if you don't have any, there's no strong argument. And it seems like there's no strong argument to me while all these black people are being killed and have been killed. There was no evidence that Emmett Till whistled at that white woman. 
And later on in life, when she was on her deathbed, she actually confessed that that man did not whistle at her. That young man did not do anything to her. Or how about Trayvon, who was just going to the store to get some Skittles and an Arizona iced tea with a hoodie on? He fit a description and a, sus a suspicion in Zimmerman's head that he was dangerous, yet there was no evidence. Or Tamir Rice, who was just playing with a toy gun in a store, yet he seemed so dangerous. He fit a description. Somebody had a suspicion in their head and they killed him at 12 years old. But how come no one was suspicious of Dylan Roof, the man who went into the Charleston, North Carolina church and killed nine black people? Well, they were just praising their spiritual, their spiritual beliefs. Crazy, right? The past couple of days, my people said enough is enough. They have rioted, they have looted, and they're sick of it. They're sick of it. They're sick of the disrespect. They're sick of the inequality. And enough is enough. It's 2020, not 1620, not 1820. And it's sure ain't 1920. It's 2020. And my people are tired. They've had enough. And interesting enough, there's still some people on social media who are trying to understand why, why my people are upset. But I'm here to tell you today, do not question us. Matter of fact, here's a list of why you should not question what black people, what we, my people do. Okay? Don't question why my people are looting and rioting when our family members, our friends, our loved ones are dying in the streets in the hands of the people who are supposed to protect us. Don't question why our music artists, our rappers, they make songs like F the Police, Story of OJ, F Donald Trump, Freedom, Formation. Solange, my sister Solange came with the Don't Touch My Hair for a reason. Why Kendrick Lamar told us in DNA, we have royalty inside of our veins. Do not tell me why Andre Day sung Rise Up and will rise like the waves. And y'all definitely not going to tell me why we sing James Brown, I'm Black and I'm Proud very loud. That's what you're not going to do. Do not question why African-American students go to historically Black colleges and universities. When our ancestors, our predecessors built those institutions because our people were not allowed to go to the predominantly white institutions. We are able to earn an education knowing that we're comfortable. We never have to worry about being the outsider, being the minority. We're the majority on our campuses and we definitely enjoy that, okay? There's nothing like seeing a professor who is the same skin color as you, everyone from faculty to staff to administrators to the president of the university. As an HBCU student, there's nothing love, there's nothing more that I love than to sing my alma mater. 
Thank you. But also, don't question why Black students at predominantly white institutes make Black student unions charter NAACP chapters. Don't question them because they deserve a right to feel comfortable as well. We're all pursuing an education. Education knows no color. That degree that you're holding knows no color. So why should we feel inferior when we're trying to feel superior while pursuing a degree and something that we're passionate about? Don't question why we loved and packed out the movie theaters and our African garb and our kente cloth for Black Panther. Never have I ever seen a movie, a superhero movie at that with an all-black cast that made me feel like I could fly and say the world, okay? All of those people walked with their head held high in that movie. So there's no reason why you should also question why Netflix last summer had the number one trending series When They See Us by Ava DuVernay. She had to let us know that the system has been suspicious of us, of our young black males. That is why we consider them the exonerated five. Those are five kings who had to fight and go through this so that we can learn, so that the world can know that black people are always considered suspicious with no evidence crazy. Do not question why Kaepernick knew. Hold up. Let me. Do not question why Kaepernick knew. That man risked his entire career for the injustices of black people. And he's been doing it. Don't question that man. Don't question why we get excited, we clap, we repost all week, month, and year when a Black person earns a Grammy, Oscar, or Emmy because we worked hard for that, okay? There was a time when they didn't even want us on the screen. The only time we were on the screen is if we were mammies or coons. I can play a righteous person and get an award, Okay? Don't get it twisted. Viola, Viola does not cry. Viola does not have the snot come out of her nose for y'all not to give her an award, okay? Do not question why we get upset when our own black celebrities and athletes and leaders we look up to disappoint us by not standing up for us during this time of need. There are so many of people that I've even listened to that have not said anything about these injustices. That speaks volumes to me in their morals and beliefs as a black person. As if our, all of our ancestors did not come from the trials and tribulations of slavery in this country. As if our ancestry roots don't trace back to royalty in Africa. That's crazy to me. Or when people have the audacity to bring up black on black crime. Yes, that is an issue, but that is not an issue that we are fighting about. We're fighting about how soon as I walk outside, I'm targeted because of the color of my skin. That's what y'all need to worry about. Or why do y'all question when we decide to rock our afros, our lovely locks? our braids, our wigs, our weaves, our ponytails, whatever we decide to do with our hair. 
Our hair is a form of expression, a form of art that we use. Yet it's always taken away from us. Yet it's always misunderstood. Braids. Braids are a central part of black history. Do you know why? Our ancestors used braids and our women's hair to put maps in our hair, to run away. So next time a person of non-color wears braids, I want you to understand it's not just a trend. It was used to help us transcend into our freedom. So next time you decide, oh, I just want a couple cornrows because I seen Kim Kardashian wear them. I want you to understand that those braids represent the trails of tears that my ancestors left on the ground, running barefoot, some with no shoes, some with no socks, some with barely any enough clothes to get to where they needed to go in order to be free. Our Afros are a symbolism of our freedom. They grow. Our hair grows in all types of ways. We can pick it out. We can gel it down. We can hot comb it, pick it out, whatever we want. That's us. That's Black people. We're unapologetic. We do what we want. Like my sis Salon said, don't touch my hair. It's a crown that I wear on my head. It's not for you to play with. Neither is the Black lives. But y'all still don't get it. Do not question why we support Black business and why we push for Black businesses so bad. There are so many instances where we go in restaurants, we go in stores, and no one greets us. No one asks us, are we okay? No one asks us if we need help. But as soon as I walk in a Black-owned store, the first thing the owner says is, my sister, my brother, are you okay today? How can I help you? What do you need? Don't question why we need that. We need that for ourselves. Do not question. Do not question. When we say Black Lives Matter, yes, we know all lives matter. Yes, we know that. But when Black people say it, we're talking about us specifically. All Black Lives Matter. I don't care if you are a man, a female. I don't care if you're part of the LGBTQ community. If you're Black, you matter. We always say Black love and Black family matters. They're killing so many of our Black men, our Black women. They're killing the structure of the Black family. Yeah, you're telling me why. Why are we saying that Black love and Black family matters? It matters. Representation matters. We need to see it on television. We need to hear it in music. We need to see it on the commercials. We need to see it outside. What's wrong with me wanting my people to, re to procreate with my people? What's wrong? I thought that's what we're here on this planet to do. Don't worry about what we do. Don't question us. Don't question us. We mind our business and sipping our water. That's why our melanin in our skin pops so much and it glistens because we know how to listen and mind our business. And y'all wonder why Childish Gambino told y'all a couple summers ago, this is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Because that's exactly what America does. They slip up every time. Never fails. Enough is enough. My people said enough is enough. Black people, I want you to know that I love you. I cherish you. 
I stand and I fight with you every single day. I respect you. And I'm always praying for our protection every single day when we walk out our home doors because we don't know if we'll make it to see another day. We don't know if we'll be the next next hashtag. And quite frankly, I'm tired of the hashtags. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And to all my non-Black listeners who are listening, though I'm no politician, though I'm no activist, well, hell, I am an activist, okay? That's just that on that. I activate my powers to be Black, and that's on period. But anyway, to all my non-Black listeners, read up on these issues. Don't just turn the channel or swipe up on the next article. No, Really take the time to read, watch the videos, understand the pain and the hurt that comes from black people when we see these things. Educate your family and your friends and your loved ones on the issues at hand. At black dinner tables, we have discussions every night, every day of how we have to protect ourselves, of how we have to do this and do that. And even when we do try to take precautions, we still get killed. Well, guess what? Your dinner tables need to discuss things, discuss these things as well. Kill the racism that's in your home and your friendly group chats. Kill it. Enough is enough. Also, if you're a non-black person who has black friends, let them know that you love them. Let them know that you stand with them. You know that this is not okay. And let them know that you are not a part of the people who are ignoring. Let them know that you stand with them. Do what you can to truly, truly understand what we as Black people go through. Oh, and a special shout out and P.S. To all my thugs in the street, to all my gangbangers, to all my, you know, rep your hood, rep your set people. Y'all do realize this is the time when we need y'all most. I'm so serious. We need y'all most. We need y'all to protect our streets, to protect our women, to protect our families, our elders. Where y'all at? Y'all y'all always claiming this side, this side, this street, this street, this neighborhood, this number. Where y'all at? We need y'all to unite as one. Stop beefing with each other over stupid petty stuff. Put the guns down, put the lean down, put the alcohol, the henny, all of that, the ignorance, the, the drugs, the money. Put it all down. None of that means nothing when you're six feet under. Put it all down and unite. To bang the unity of black people. That's what y'all need to be banging. For real. And a little history lesson. Gangs actually started as a way to protect the inner city neighborhoods. Because so many non-black people were going into the neighborhoods. Trying to kick them out. Throwing stuff on fire. All types of stuff. But we created our own gangs to protect our neighborhoods. And they didn't come back. Let them, let them have step foot in that neighborhood. Yeah, not happening. So how about y'all stand up for y'all neighborhood now? That's what it was based on. Go back to his roots. And you know, it's funny. Black people always have a way of finding our roots again. So I'm not surprised or I will not be surprised when we decide to stand up and unite as one because we always find our way back to each other. A special shout out to all of my black students who are pursuing, who are pursuing these these industries and these careers. To all of my future black lawyers, judges, mayors, politicians, doctors, teachers, nurses, entertainers, athletes, accountants, scientists, journalists, artists, 
business owners, content creators, hairstylists, nail artists, barbers, fashion designers, car salesmen, agents, CEOs, actors, principals, administrators, psychologists, social workers, and the list can go on and on. We need you. Do what you can to help uplift our black community, to save us, to educate us, to help us to help us prevail the way we're supposed to. For all my people who are trying to go into law, do what you can to fight for the equality. Never stop fighting for the equality of black people. I love y'all with all of my heart. And I'm praying every single day that our ancestors, our angels, our predecessors are watching over us and protecting us. There will be no more hashtags. I love y'all. I love y'all. And once again, don't ever question why black people move, talk, and act the way that we do because we deserve a right to.